0: Welcome to the third episode of Four Seasons and a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons and a disastrous fifth season. Today, we will be talking about the third episode of Fringe, The Ghost Network. Joining me today is Charlie and Nick.
1: Hi, uh, I'm Nick. Hi, I'm Charlie.
0: Awesome. So we've done the intro three different ways now because I didn't say my own name this time
1: perfect i'm so glad like so how long can we keep it up is the real question
0: how how long can we do an intro a different way i don't know
1: because the important thing is is we've done it differently each time yeah uh, so i'm excited to see how next episode
2: 100 different ways one for each
1: episode yeah are there 100 total episodes
0: there are oh wow in the time span between this episode and last episode we've discovered there are a lot of other podcasts who have done uh fringe recaps
2: Uh, ignore them and don't listen to them (laughs) if for some reason you're watching a fringe recap podcast in the year 2020 uh don't go back and listen to the ones that aired while the show was airing (laughs)
1: listen to this listen to us because we're cool and we know the future uh that's that's all i've got it's it's a horrifying
2: future just don't worry about it (laughs) we know what's coming so we know how to treat the show (laughs)
1: <laughs> well you guys know what's coming i don't yeah david's the only one that's allowed to give any sort of predictions on what he expects to see in the future because both of us are just gonna know which is great i think that's my favorite part is we can't actually make any pre- that everyone will just be like oh yeah it's because they've watched it already so yeah. hey
0: <laughs> my uh my weird current headcanon by the way after watching it so this is the second time for me watching season one i think nina nina sharp and royals are fucking
1: all right no comment right charlie literally no comment
2: yeah i just not... i don't know how to process that exactly
0: god damn it guys
2: <laughs> that's either so on the nose or so outlandish i have no reaction to it yeah like
1: either way we're just laughing and just trying to stay as nonchalant as possible now i'm really concerned that they actually are fucking <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about Damon. you'll find out or <laughs> yeah you'll find out in at least the next 97 episodes oh god Let's get into this uh, episode three. The TV guide
0: description reads. Well, before we do that, has anything new happened to uh, you guys before since the recording of the last episode?
2: You mean because we're recording these in bulk (laughs) in the last fifteen minutes? Yeah, I I I got hungry. (laughs) I ate I ate a bunch of buenos. (laughs) Motherfucker, I'm I'm I'm
0: I'm
1: actually hungry right now. (laughs) Well, uh, too bad. You gotta sit through this recording. <laughs> I wonder how long I can drag my mic if I can drag it over again.
0: Don't, <laughs> please don't. All right. Uh, TV guide. You want to read it, Charlie?
2: I can. Uh, for season one, episode three, "The Ghost Network," which aired on September twenty third, two thousand eight. During the investigation of the bizarre deaths of a bus full of commuters, Olivia, Peter, and Dr. Bishop reach out to a troubled man with prognosticative powers of pattern-related catastrophes who might be able to help them prevent another tragedy.
0: Good job on that prognost-whatever word. Sorry, David.
1: Can you, can you, you, uh... I'd really love to hear it.
0: Uh, During the investigation of the bizarre deaths of a bus full of commuters, (laughs) Olivia, Peter, and Dr. Bishop reach out to a troubled man with... Blah powers of pattern-related catastrophes.
2: Sorry? What was that? You do realize the point of that was not for you to read the description. was to try and get you to say prognostica- to give. <laughs> prognosticative. <laughs> Sorry, times. what
0: powers? Blah powers? That's
1: all I heard.
2: Prognosticative.
1: Blah powers. Oh, fuck you, David. I'm going to make you say this at some point.
2: Uh, I don't know this episode as the Ghost Network. I know this episode as Jell-O-Bus. Amber Bus? Amberbus? No, Jell-O-Bus. Jell-O-Bus? Right. Jello
0: bus. If you look at that bus and think of Jello, you got to reconsider your what, what kind of Jello you're making, well, like, dude. What
1: what kind of Jello are you making there, man? My Jello is normally green, orange. I like orange Jello.
0: Orange Jello is fine, but I...
2: amber colored Jello. <laughs> what flavor
0: Jello would that be?
1: Don't don't ask. Just Love don't worry about
2: it. No, this is literally I, in my notes for this episode. In all caps, I have Jello bus. <laughs>
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So inside, inside note that we could probably cut out. We all know that it's actually just David's favorite flavor of Jello.
0: <laughs> wow, y'all, this, that's getting cut. <laughs> that's why I said that
1: we could cut out. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving away from the bits, and we're to forward to the episode. We start with in a confessional booth where a man is confessing to a priest uh that he's that he sees a lot of bad things and he's scared about what's going to happen in a bus we then essentially while this is happening cut to the inside of a bus where uh a very creepy looking man i feel like i feel like this is the truth he was very creepy looking suspicious suspicious creepy same thing sure but uh, he gets onto a bus, he pulls out a like briefcase looking thing, he opens up the briefcase, pulls out a gas mask, which at this point, I would be
1: panicking.
2: Still very suspicious, but well, like, I mean, you know, people start being like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, he puts on the gas mask and then a gas starts releasing from his bag.
1: This
2: is when I'm concerned. He takes out like a smoke grenade and just drops it on the bus very casually.
1: Yeah, it's it's very much like a like, hey, this is like, you know, just a casual thing I do on buses puts on the uh the gas mask like he's just you know worried about air pollution for some reason and this is how
2: he fixes it he grabs a a backpack off some woman gets off the bus and then everyone kind of freezes in place uh the dude runs out of the church and has a drawing of the bus full of people choking on the smoke and then we get our i think that's when we get our uh, title sequence yep yep that's our cold open
1: once again so we have yet to have a cold open that Uh, any of the main cast is the other interesting thing like every single
2: cold open is just you know the first horrifying act of science essentially this this is also like far less horrifying than anything else
0: after the first two episodes to be fair at least gore wise after the first two episodes or like body horror wise this is far less horrifying
1: oh yeah um you know psychologically still horrifying but
0: well yes but they've all they're all like that
1: be a terrifying thing because you i don't think you die immediately oh no uh, no they probably suffocated which is oh yeah. yeah suffocated with your lungs full of amber yeah getting ahead of ourselves yeah because at this point we haven't actually seen the
0: we then cut to after the essentially he exits the bus before saving the backpack we then get to see a uh police officer going to the bus which has stopped at this point going hey what's the problem and then we get a close up on the Everyone's Stuck in Amber. Cut the credits or cut the title. Yes. Uh, fast forward.
2: Sorry, you said Amber. I think
1: you mean Jello. I, I stick by Amber.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs> Purely to spite you, Charlie.
1: Purely to spite you. This is, this is Amber.
0: This is the Amber Bus episode now.
1: Amber Bus. Amber Bus.
0: Does whatever an Amber Bus does,
2: kills people. <laughs>
0: uh yeah so after the credits we cut to the fringe team arriving or no there's a funeral
2: first right yeah there's a funeral for john scott
0: sorry right uh i have a note here that's saying um funeral for a traitor but no one else knows awkward
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but and we also get our first and i believe only look at uh john's like john scott's mother And just like you know, just giving the stink eye to Olivia for like a solid amount
2: of time, they would have had her say something, but that would have cost too much and run over the episode's budget.
0: This is fair. They used all that budget for that amber bus.
2: Filling that bus up with Jello was not cheap.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, think about about, like you know, you know how people will like buy jewelry that has like you know, like little like flies trapped in amber and things like that. So like usually.
0: I think it's usually a more romantic insect than a fly. If ah! I bought someone jewelry and it was just a fly, like a housefly fly stuck in amber, I don't think that would go over very well. If it was like a butterfly. Mm, I don't
1: think they're, most of the time, I don't think they're butterflies. I'd have to look, but some insects that are just trapped in amber, and uh, you can like, you know, you know, can buy like those little gifts. Well, hey, now, now they've, you know, the, I guess the families, well, no, they actually cut them out. I was going to say, hey, look, you've got all these amazing gifts now what's the
0: meaning behind that do you think just like the uh the meaning behind giving someone that gift
1: like just hey this is neat um it could just be hey this is neat uh there's something about like you know our our love or relationship being like preserved because that's what it is
0: this is what i want to do to you
1: (laughs) i want to trap you in amber well no if you if you hand someone (laughs) if you hand someone that gift and i think that's the point
0: (laughs) Well, you cut out there a little bit. I don't know. Oh, God.
2: Wait, seriously? Shit. How much of that did that cut out? It went completely dead, and then, and that's the point.
0: <laughs> we didn't hear that. Maybe Craig, <laughs> oh. maybe Gregory heard that and saved Craig- it.
2: I don't think Gregory it, it heard that at all. just explained the meaning of life in that cutout, and it can never be uttered again.
1: Uh, yeah, no, like, I'm contractually obligated by, like, you know, the, the universe to never say what I just <laughs> said again. I'll edit around it.
0: We'll see if we'll see how that sounds.
1: <laughs> yeah. I bet I just cut out. You guys got real quiet. And I was like, hmm.
2: yeah. So after the funeral, the broils comes up and is like, Hey, Olivia, come with me. There's fringe stuff going on. We do get a little nice moment with uh, Charlie Francis where you get more like, Hey, they're buddies. They always have each other's backs, which is nice. Cause Charlie's probably one of the better side characters on the show. Charlie's great. Or
1: Francis is great. Cause Charlie, let's, weird if anyone other than you says it
2: yeah it's it's all very confusing uh you just
0: like him because you share a name with him
2: i also really liked him in band of brothers but
1: <laughs> where he
2: was also called charlie
1: was he i have no idea i haven't seen band of brothers <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know there's a chance he might have been anyway uh <laughs> right, anyways uh walter and peter are at a diner for breakfast uh and walter like grabs his drink and it's like, ah, oh, time for my medication. And Peter's like, you're not on any medication. Walter's like, of course I am. It's my own It's my own brand of psychedelics.
1: <laughs> Listen, Walter definitely has a doctorate in some, which means he's definitely a doctor, right? <laughs> I think that's how it works. An MD.
0: I don't think you're allowed to prescribe things to yourself, though, as a doctor. I no, think that's
1: one of the not. things. Walter just has the very, very fancy PHMD, which, you know, some might call incorrect, but... It's fine. Does it ever say what doctorates he has? I don't think so. I'm not sure, though. I cut out again, didn't I? No. Nope. No, you're fine. Oh. We're understand. just being quiet. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> hey, everyone. By the way, my Wi-Fi is terrible, so I apologize for the times I cut it. <laughs> you should plug your computer in. Yeah, David, you totally know how that
2: would go.
0: Yeah, just plug your computer in. What's what's wrong with that?
2: Yeah.
1: So
0: great.
2: <laughs> Uh, Peter notices a dude at the counter has been kind of following them and he goes and been like, hey, you were, he tells Peter, he's like, you're supposed to check in, which is a reference to Peter's gambling debts and he owes money to a guy named Big Eddie. Yep. Which is apparently his legal name. He had it changed legally to Big Eddie. It's
1: a good name. <laughs>
2: I don't think this is ever really brought up again in season one. There's a whole bunch of set up and not concluded plot lines.
1: Yeah, I don't remember Big Eddie really like I feel like it's because like Peter goes under the FBI's protection. All of a sudden,
2: I guess Big Eddie's like, oh, not worth it anymore. While Peter's doing this, Walter gets a phone call on Peter's phone. And then Peter comes back and Walter's like, I have something very important to tell you. I want the pancakes. Also, Olivia called. (laughs) She needs us. Like secondary, definitely secondary yeah yes and then we go finally to the jello bus amber bus amber (laughs) bus
0: that's whatever an amber bus does (laughs) oh uh yeah so they're investigating the bus walter ends up grabbing some of the substance in order to study it walter does i think there was a moment wait no that's later on Uh, i've lost my place on my notes i don't remember where my notes are (laughs)
2: Basically, Walter gets a, a piece of the amber. Kind of deduces that it was released as a gas, and then it solidified somehow. And yes. Then we cut to the guy who took the backpack, and he's with another guy down in like a tunnel somewhere, and they empty out the bag. And he's like, "I don't have it."
1: Yep, they can't it's find whatever here. whatever they're looking. For. At this point, we don't know,
2: mm-hmm. except yeah. for the fact that the guy starts speaking some uh, some Latin. Yep. Yes, the guy we saw in the confessional at the beginning of the episode is at his workplace, and he kind of has like an episode. And he starts frantically drawing and he draws a woman that has blood dripping from her hands. And his coworkers like, What'd you draw there, Roy? And he's like, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> Why would you say that? Why wouldn't you just go like, hey, it's art?
1: <laughs> it's uh I'm an artist. But leave leave me be. Let me let me perfect my craft. Yeah. To be fair though, if you just blacked out woke up and your hands were like covered in like some like black charcoal and you just looked down and you'd drawn something and someone's like, Hey what you got there? He'd probably freak out too. Yeah. Like there's, there's yeah. no way you're 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 chill about it.
2: So they start cutting people out of the amber. Uh Olivia notices that one of the passengers has a backpack.
0: Well one of them had a video camera.
2: Yeah. Yes. On them. So they're watching the video and one of the passengers has a backpack and the woman that was frozen doesn't. She turns out to be a DEA agent. Yep. and so they contact her handler and he's like yeah she just kind of disappeared and she was talking about some weird stuff
0: she did mention something he
1: did mention the pattern by name
2: yeah he's like she mentioned that she found something related to the pattern i don't know what that is and you're like okay yeah
1: no I And mean, you're it's it's an interesting little thing because you're like huh didn't didn't really think that you know anyone outside of called this the pattern yeah so yeah a little bit a little bit weird
0: yeah Uh, The handler does mention that he's been asked by the department to uh, identify the body, or ID the body personally, which he does. They show him the body. From Olivia's point of view, he just holds her hand. Yeah, which is, like, not suspicious at all. I think Olivia just assumed he, like, he, like her, was fucking their colleague.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Olivia's like, all right, respect, respect.
0: (laughs) I get that vibe. I get it.
2: Yeah, Walter figures out how the amber works and they also note hey massive dynamic manufactures all the chemicals used to make mm-hmm. this stuff but then
0: before they do that they find out about Roy right
2: yes uh, olivia gets called to see Roy's apartment where he has all these drawings and all like he has a handmade model of flight 627 from the pilot episode and like drawings of all the pattern stuff but when they get to the interrogation room when i made a note of this peter says like, oh, yeah, he's got drawings on, like, the Angel suicides and the Birmingham Bridge incidents. Those are never referenced ever again.
1: Well, it's just like how in episode one, they, like, mentioned some fringe ep- fringe events that happen, yeah. And I feel like just they want to be tossing in all of these, like, small little things that are, like, interesting little tidbits that you can essentially, like, use and expand the lore of yeah. Fringe.
2: But, like, yeah. they don't really... It just You're comes right. off as Peter being like, I'm referencing stuff that I was personally involved in.
0: I didn't get that vibe. I think he's just referencing other weird things that have happened. And that would have been in the news.
1: Yeah, like 100%. These would okay. have made the news from the sounds of it.
0: Because like, uh, these just... flight made the news and they burnt the ground. Yeah. Like that was all in the news. So even just as a normal person, you would know about that flight that landed with everyone dead and then they burnt yeah. the plane. Like you would know about that.
1: All, well, to be fair, I feel like all that they knew was, hey... Uh, plane landed, and I'm pretty sure they probably said, "Hey, there was a terrorist. Um, you know, some biological agent was released, so we had to burn the plane. Everyone was dead already." Yeah,
0: or you would know about that as a normal, yeah. like as a normal yeah. Joe. So I, yeah.
2: I just didn't know if it was something they were like, "Hey, look, they worked on Fringe cases in between episodes." No,
0: no, no, I don't. I didn't get that vibe from it. Yeah, I don't
1: think Peter's yet been briefed about like Fringe, like previous Fringe incidents that occurred, because uh, I don't think he signed his uh, papers yet.
0: I did make another note at the, so when they're investigating Roy's apartment still, they mentioned that all of the drawings and all of the artwork he's done is uh dated to be before the actual act happened, which I made a note so like good at him to date all of his nightmare art by the way,
2: yeah, date <laughs> and sign it
0: yeah, Never. good at him to like like hey i did I made this art in a in a uh in a freak like blackout situation on this day. <laughs>
1: I know exactly when this happened. Also, can you imagine? Hey, sure, but also, it's only these things. Yeah, it's it's very much a monkey's paw thing.
0: Well, that's why he also thought like the devil was talking to him.
2: Yeah, She's like yeah, fair. They like get Roy and they're talking to him and they're like, oh, he's probably psychic. So Walter throws him in an MRI and as it spins up, the veins on his face start like bulging out. I didn't oh, like it. This. Was yeah, I didn't. We, like did that. Get, we
1: did get our body horror.
2: Yeah. Here's the Turns out he's got a whole lot of metal in his blood and Walter digs through his old files and is like, "Oh, hey, they have, the military <laughs> had me working on this project where we thought that there was there was a frequency outside all known frequencies and we called it the Ghost Network." Title drop. Yeah. Uh, so it's always it's always good.
1: Thank you, Charlie.
2: <laughs> Walter t- tried to turn people into receivers by injecting them with iridium, and it turns out Roy was one of those subjects. And it just kind of like spread throughout.
0: He mentions that the amount of iridium he gave him during the experiment wouldn't have been enough to do this reaction, and that no. it must have multiplied in his bloodstream somehow.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which uh, how? <laughs> Once again, we do not. We do not the fringe science we just know it exists except
2: for the one time where i'm going to uh, i
0: didn't realize iridium could just multiply just if you leave it alone long enough <laughs>
2: yeah uh so it's like the receiver slipped somewhere and now it's moved into his sensory cortex which is why roy is getting these visions he's seeing and feeling the messages instead of hearing them and so they're like oh hey we just have to do minor brain surgery in this lab where there is a cow with no sterilization
1: Yep. But like, you know, easily the best like the most optimal lab. Never take any What is a clean room anyways?
2: Like they don't even so much as like wipe his head down with a napkin.
1: Well so remember remember that crazy list of uh, chemicals for in episode one? What you don't realize is those are just everywhere in the room, making it a perfect clean room all the time. That's why you needed so much of all of them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: He uh, he he made a, he made a magic circle around the lab.
1: <laughs> no 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 fringe circle, David. Fringe Sorry.
0: circle. You made a fringe <laughs> circle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, while this is going on, uh, they also trace the substance to Massive Dynamic. Olivia goes to talk to Nina Sharp again, which we get some really sassy Nina Sharp going. Uh, essentially hey uh like um you do know that this substance was used already in Prague, and olivia's like what no i did not and nina's like yeah back then we also gave the government everything we knew about this substance and (laughs) olivia is i uh quite rightly pretty pissed off
1: to be fair nina definitely also has a right to be pissed because her time like she's she's running she's essentially running massive dynamic her time is money and she's like all right i guess i'll just go talk with this like punk fbi
2: agent again who already (laughs) turned down my job offer uh is it this episode or a previous one where she says like hey i'll tell you what i would tell my own daughter like be careful and like have fun investigating the pattern (laughs) and it's just a super weird line
1: i don't know if it's in this episode or a different i think it's a later episode i think it's later because i don't remember it from this one yeah it's i would have i would have wrote that down
2: (laughs) it's super weird (laughs) She's like, I'll give you advice I would give my own daughter. It's like, what the fuck?
0: They uh basically get information. Uh, Olivia goes to Broyles and is like, Hey, what the fuck? Uh, why didn't you tell me? And Broyles basically uh says, Hey, I did this to protect you. Blah 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 blah. There are things you like you don't need to know until you need to know them, which is very much the Dumbledore method of uh, mentorship.
2: Yes, no, no issues with it ever. You don't need to know about something until you do, and when you do, you still don't need to know about it.
1: We, we don't care about spoilers for Harry Potter, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Harry Potter had did not have four seasons and a bad fifth season, so...
1: This is fair, unless we do some weird splitting up of the... And we treat Cursed Child as the fifth season,
0: <laughs> in which case we could do Harry Potter. Oh, very curse no, Cursed
2: Child? That's not canon.
0: It's this weird fanfic that they made into a play. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, after Olivia like lambasts um, she and Peter have to go to the bishop's old house to get the plot McGuffin of the
0: episode. Yep. In order to uh, do the brain surgery and in order to properly uh, convert uh, Roy into a receiver.
1: Once again, it's it's great that uh, we finally have uh, Walter doing fringe science on
2: someone that's alive slash like you know able to give, give consent. Oh yeah, this is this is great because he's running through and like changing where the receiver is operating, and the guy's like, the guy's like, oh, hmm, I like I like taste green and grass and stuff, and then like nothing happens, and Walter's like, damn it, man, don't you feel anything? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this poor dude, this yeah. poor guy.
2: <laughs> but they, uh,
0: they, uh, so they find the plot MacGuffin. They come back and they start doing the surgery, where we get these lines. There's also another great line where he's talking to Astrid about it as well. And he's, uh, <laughs> he's uh, Astrid's going, oh, aren't you glad to understand that there's like a rational explanation for why you were hearing or why you were doing these things? And he just has like, he's strapped in at this point in just like one of those hospital gowns with like all these, I got on his head. Uh, and he just goes, I don't think any of this is rational. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't call any of this rational.
2: He keeps looking at Walter being like, You look really familiar. <laughs> and Walter's like, hey, don't worry about it. I think he was like a psych student who signed up for this as yep. a credit. Yep. Which oh my god.
1: Well Walter has the
0: great reference to that where he goes where he goes like, Oh, I just have a very familiar looking face. Like and he starts walking away. That's something that someone said to me in the mental institute where I was. <laughs> <laughs> super quietly just to oh, himself
2: I completely <laughs> forgot earlier in the episode they get a piano because Walter's like music will help me think oh and yeah <laughs> they come in and they're like oh all this happened like massive dynamic makes all the chemicals and Walter at the piano just goes dun dun dun, dun. <laughs> which is great and it's so cheesy and I love it every time oh it's so good which also how did he get a piano in his lab the same way they got a cow in the lab I
1: guess the FBI fringe magic
2: I think there's got to be, like, a freight elevator somewhere that we're just never shown.
1: Well, no, we, we see in episode one them just walking a cow down
2: hallway in, like, Harvard. Yeah, but they're in the basement.
1: Yeah, I
2: feel like, yeah, cows don't like stairs. They don't like going downstairs. That's why the high school prank is to walk a cow up to the top floor of your high school, because they can't go down.
1: Yeah, I didn't do that in my high
2: school ever. And then they need a crane to get it out.
0: I wouldn't even know where to get a cow.
2: <laughs> On campus. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, so they're about to drill into his face or into Roy's head, his face <laughs> into his face. They're about to drill into his head, which at which point, a uh, couple of first year students knock on the door and ask if this is first year psych. And Olivia has the great line of not even close,
2: <laughs> it's third year psych. Is it third year psych? No, it's no. first year. They have no idea where they're going. Well, no, I'm
0: just saying, no, this
2: isn't first year psych. This is oh, yeah, yeah,
0: oh, yeah. In third year psych, we get into brain surgery, <laughs> yeah.
2: Don't worry about fourth year. They do some brain surgery and then Roy's like, oh no, I don't see. It. And then he starts spitting out Latin, which yep. Astrid conveniently took as a, a course.
0: In no, her... I think Astrid said she was a language major. This is where we get what she oh, actually yeah. did. It was yeah. a major of languages. Yeah, so she did comp sci. Comp sci minor with, with a, a language major.
2: Which is an impressive comp. Language major, comp sci minor with a specialization in cryptography.
0: Yep. I think, I think she's I
1: part of the fbi it's, a, it's an impressive combo
2: but the the message that they intercept is like uh they're going to meet at a bus terminal and that what they wanted was on her the whole time and olivia looks at the drawing with the bloody hands and is like oh shit what <laughs> was on her what they wanted was in her hands which is yeah. why roy drew it Bloody.
0: so she goes back to the body of the woman and they find that her ha- palms have been cut open essentially
2: and that it was her handler who wanted time alone with the body earlier
1: yeah you yeah it was just holding her head nothing else again cutting it open stealthily with a knife
2: <laughs> um olivia is like running around the bus terminal trying to find them which is where you get the she moves through like a bus and then it pauses for two full seconds on the observer and then keeps moving on Oh. Yes, we do get the Observer there. Yeah. This is one of the very obvious, like, oh, shit, we have to put him in somewhere. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and it's it's kind of important that they make it, like, because of next episode, it's kind of important that in this episode, it's like, hey, there's a like pretty obvious time yeah. to see him.
0: Yeah. So while she's at, she's at the bus terminal trying to basically find the guy, um, we cut back to Walter and Peter and Astrid with Roy. Which, um, we get another great Walter line of Walter looking at Roy and going, You know, with the right like denoising, I could probably get you free satellite t v, <laughs> <laughs> And which Peter says, All right, time to unhook him,
2: yeah, Olivia catches up with the the dudes, one of them's got a briefcase, and she like corners the one guy, but before he can be arrested, he like takes a look back and then steps in front of a bus
0: well, no you're you're you got way ahead,
2: oh does. Yeah,
0: you got way ahead because um, Roy starts spitting out more Latin essentially at this point, and they f- narrow down where the exchange is going to happen. And we see the handler oh, yes. and she catches up to the handler who's they've done the exchange already They catch up the handler. And she's like, hey, stop, I have a gun on you. Turn around and he turns around and he does the slow reveal where he's holding his chest, looks down and then he's been shot and he dies.
2: Oh, yes. yes. Right.
0: And then they start chasing the other dude, which they find. And so they start chasing him they manage to get him surrounded and then he does the suicide by bus (laughs) where he just looks back and then steps backwards as a bus runs him over
1: convenient as
2: that is
0: which i'm like i'm sure cyanide pills would be easier you just carry those on you
2: yeah you don't have to like memorize the bus schedule (laughs) do
0: you think he had the bus schedule memorized do you think that's part of their training as agents like here's the bus schedule if you ever need to kill yourself this is what
2: you need to do that bus was flying like that bus was easily going like 80 kilometers yeah like
1: there's no way that bus happens
2: ever
0: The bus system in Boston is very uncaring and very fast. It is the ultimate suicide weapon. I'm
1: just I'm just imagining him looking down at his watch at the time and just going, ah, excellent, and then steps backwards. I've done all this timing perfectly.
2: If I needed to kill myself, I can. There's a bus on the way.
1: Or for all we know, there's just buses zooming by there every like ten seconds. Yeah. That's just that's just the bus station. Like, well, it is the train station. (laughs)
0: It is the train station.
1: Well, no, actually, it isn't the train station. It's the bus station.
2: Yeah, it's a bus terminal.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's a bus terminal. So why is the bus going so fast, though? If it's... Because it's late. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> it's late. The guy's like, ah, shit. And now he's more late. So he's just going to keep going.
2: Anyways, they get the briefcase off of him. Look inside. And there's a tiny little glass disc. They're like, I don't know what's on it. bros is like, my friend at the NSA can figure it out. Twist, he doesn't go to the NSA. He goes to Nina Sharp and is like, found another one for you. And it is like ah, excellent. Yeah. Um...
0: <laughs> so this is where I was getting the like their fucking vibes the most was this interaction. Really? Okay. okay. Yeah, because they met and they were sitting on the bench. Together, how
2: handoffs go, David.
0: And they were gonna do the handoff, but like they had some real, like, oh, we do this all the time. But the
1: instead vibes. <laughs> David, David, you, you, you have a lot more of, I guess, just when you sit on a bench with someone, like, I, I've never gotten that vibe they're sitting, sitting on, on, the bench on the
0: bus, and... giving each other these, with this weird side eye, and you know, it was like, nah, they're they're to- they totally fucking, they're totally fucking.
2: Anyway, we cut back to the lab. Boy's brain surgery went well. His head's all wrapped up. They say the ghost network has probably been shut off because they found out that it's no longer secure and he's hand waved out of existence, and so is the ghost network.:
1: Yep, because we like really don't hear about it again, do we?
2: Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Yeah. And then Nina takes the disk, goes into massive dynamic, and a scientist looks at it and he's like, "Oh sweet this one isn't damaged, we should be able to break the encryption and read all the other ones we have. And the pan over and there's a computer monitor downloading all this data and it's uh, John Scott's brain. Mm-hmm. Presumably yes. they're downloading his, his brain. And that's where the episode leaves off.
1: Which I guess implies he also like had at least one of the, these things? Yeah, I think,
2: I think so. Though, I,
1: I, is that ever brought up again even? Yes. Okay,
2: once again, I'm I... towards <laughs> the end of season one, I believe. Okay,
1: that makes sense. That's that's where I'd expect to see that.
2: It, it's brought up again this season. Okay,
0: I'm
1: good with that then.
0: But uh, yeah, and that is our episode. So <laughs> episode ratings.
2: Oh, this one's a rough one for me. I don't like this one a lot. Really?
0: I think this one's weaker than the last episode and the pilot.
2: This is the one where it feels the most like formulaic monster of the week, where it's like thing happens, they discover other thing, Walter uses the other thing to solve the thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of very, there's no real investigating going on. It's just kind of like, oh, we got a, cl-. like, we were told to go here, we were told to go here, we were told to go here. Walter did everything else. And it, it just kind of, I don't know, it doesn't click as well. Also, for me, the camera work was weird where a lot of it was hand cam and they do like oh quick whip pan to walter and then zoom in for a reaction and it just kind of feels too actiony for
0: this this episode felt the most actiony like like an action movie compared yeah. to the other ones.
1: That's that's fair. It definitely does have that um in parts of it. I was like so I I definitely still enjoy it. I like like the 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 idea of the amber um I really enjoy that idea uh, and how it was used for this but uh, like I'll admit definitely not as strong as the previous two episodes um I would like this episode a lot more if the ghost network like ever got bra- brought back up again because it's it's an interesting like I think probably the most frustrating part is it's like hey the bad guys figured out how to use this. And then you know it's never brought up where it's like, hey, we want to figure out how to use this. Now we just had a guy translate it for us. Yeah, they they never bring that part up, and that's what frustrates me.
0: And they sort of they hand wave it away at the end. We're like, hey, they must have stopped using it ever since it like, yeah, they it's... they figured it out like that. We broke into it,
2: and it's like. Out of everything, like other elements of this episode are brought back in, except for the ghost network, which is really frustrating
1: to me uh, because I think it would be like I think it's like smart. Like obviously, like they like you'd want someone still monitor the ghost network. And poor Roy at this point. Yeah,
2: if it ever gets kicked back on, he's going to start spitting out Latin again, or or satellite TV, whichever one he wants.
0: Oh man, I would have I would have taken that offer, free TV.
1: (laughs) Think about all the ads directly into your do you just speak the TV
0: I assume he could he said he uh, Walter mentioned with like proper like tuning so I assume he'd move it back to his visual cortex nah
1: he just draws frame by frame what's on TV but only in how well he can draw I'm sure you could install a switch
2: this episode's like a a two and a half out of five.
0: five oh that's harsh I it's was a
2: thinking like 50 percent episode for me
0: I was thinking like a three like at least like a 70 or something.
1: Yeah, this... uh... He he says a 3 is actually a 60. Uh...
0: I turned off my brain! (laughs) The end of December! (laughs) Middle of December, my brain was turned off and it has not been turned back on.
1: All right, then. Let me guess, December... I have (laughs) a number. But, uh, like, I don't know, I... I definitely enjoyed like I definitely enjoyed this episode. Um I don't like I have less qualms with it than I think you guys do in like action y part of it. Mm-hmm. Really enjoy the amber, but like definitely not bringing up the Ghost Network again annoys me. Uh so I'm gonna continue the the fun thing where I'm gonna still have higher ratings than you guys for the episodes. Uh and give this one a solid I don't know. Somewhere between a three and a half and a four, I guess a three and a half. Um
2: Okay, but, that's fair. Yeah. That's that's, that's how I put it. Just from final housekeeping, the cipher for this episode was Ager, which
1: do you, do you know what that means, Charlie? Because I uh, do.
2: It's either the genus of fossil prawns, or it's referring back to a Norse god.
1: I'm pretty sure it's the fossil prawns because fossils and them basically finding humans as fossils.
2: Yeah would probably make more sense
1: that's what i'm pretty sure this one's relating back to because it is our first introduction to essentially hey look we can we can do this thing
2: also to note uh peter plays the piano uh at least once in this episode that's actually joshua jackson
0: oh nice that's cool
2: he can actually play the piano and he had them give him the pieces so he could prep and play them for the episode
1: oh that's that's super cool
2: yeah because i was watching it's, I think it's in the next episode or later when he's playing mm-hmm. and you can't see his hands. I'm like, that's not him. I looked it up. Yeah, no, he can play. The well, character. you couldn't see
0: his hands in this one either when he was playing. Yeah. I assumed it wasn't him.
2: No, apparently it's 100% him.
1: Uh, and our, our other fun little piece of housekeeping that we'll be doing.
2: Um, oh, yes, the, the hint to this episode.
1: The, the hint to this episode, uh, which we would have seen in uh, the last episode. Uh, guess what? Once again, it's right near massive dynamic building. Um, oh, what was it? Uh, so it was uh, a street sign next to the massive dynamic building. So one of those one-way street signs. Yeah. Uh, someone had put uh, a bunch of stickered letters on there, uh, which read... Oh, Vosis Video. Vosis Video, um, which in Latin translates to I See Voices, which is both a relation back to Ooh. the Latin PC and the, you know, him being able him
2: being able to see it yeah so it's three it's they speak latin Mm -hmm. roy sees the videos and he can't talk back so it's only a one-way communication so yeah
1: really really interesting god why are the fucking clues (laughs) (laughs) it annoys me how detailed they are uh what upsets me is that this is only really a thing i believe for season one
0: good they probably got tired of putting this much effort into something like two percent of the population watching the show would even like try to understand but it's so cool
2: it's just really a shame because you've already seen season one so now you have to go back and try and find these things
0: right no that's a good point charlie that's a good comment
2: oh uh, yes <laughs> i totally never that's said good... <laughs> those words literally ever it's a, uh,
0: a good original thought
1: <laughs> once again the pack that i've made with the universe <laughs> and he got out again
0: <laughs> oh my god that's so good <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, that'll be our episode for this week. Um, as always, I've been David.
2: I've been Nick. And I've been Charlie.
0: Outro! The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch, and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons
1: license.